and welcome to another episode of the Talking Heads podcast with me, Saul Walker. And me, Lucy Chamberlain. With winter's arrival and dark evenings in good supply, this is the perfect time to gain your favourite gardening podcast fix. To help you through the spring, Saul and myself will keep you entertained and informed with podcasts on wide-ranging topics such as winter pruning, propagation and planting. Plus, we'll provide regular updates on important industry developments, along with lively discussions on all manner of horticultural topics. We'll aim to bring you two short 20-minute episodes a week, along with a longer bonus interview with a key green-fingered peer every month. As ever, if you have suggestions for episodes that you'd like to hear, please just tap us up on our respective Twitter accounts at Gardening Saul and at Head Gardener LC. We'd be delighted if you'd join us on this journey as we step inside the busy and exciting world of the modern Head Gardener. Good evening, Lucy. We've had our respective Christmases. I think we've had nice Christmases and we're nice and relaxed. Oh, yeah. Do you know, um, we were just talking before we pressed record and I think we both have had a very nice chilled out time which is what christmas especially this year with with um what's going on is is has been all about for lots of people i think just chilling out and um hunkering down and staying with your very nearest and very dearest and and yeah lots of food oh god too much <laughs> way too much still too much did you enjoy your christmas vegetables oh they were lo- they were so nice they were very nice i did um as we referenced to i did sit down to the works, uh, leeks, sprouts, carrots, roasties, parsnips, oh, everything. I'm sure there's more. And lots of lots of meat. <laughs> <laughs> the turkey the turkey um yeah, spread itself out a bit, did it? <laughs> it did. It did. It was but it was delicious. It was really good. And uh, I hear I hear that you and Nick had a an old you say not your turkey, you had was it steak and steak prawns, and prawns, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Our untraditional Christmas. But um the one thing I did learn about this um Christmas is fondant potatoes. You see them on MasterChef and now I know what all the fuss is. They are beautiful. Absolutely Lovely. gorgeous. Potatoes fried in a whole bar of butter and stock. It just doesn't get any better than that, does it? It does sound quite heavenly, to be fair. It makes puts my mash to shame, doesn't it? So. <laughs> yeah, you should try. So it's it. not going to be sausage and mash anymore. It's going to be sausage and fondant potatoes. It's funny you say that. We did have fondant potatoes with pork yesterday, did you? <laughs> and then we're having them with meatballs in a few days' time. It's, oh my goodness! It's going to be the accompaniment, but um, well. It's the winter and, you know, it's cold out there. So you're going to be burning off these calories. I know that you've got some time off to uh, spruce up your garden at home. Mm. So you need to you need to carb load. That's what they call it these days, don't they? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Did you get any yeah. snow, by the way? Everyone seems to have snow. We haven't had any snow. No, nor here. No. Have you in Devon? No, Because I did nothing. hear that. No. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, if we have any snow at all, it's going to be... Wednesday night going into Thursday morning and only if the wind comes from the north because it's all wiggling around at the minute they're not quite sure which direction it's going to come from but the fingers and legs crossed it would be lovely a little bit of snow yeah because we're all at home at the moment so um yeah yeah we should watch the skies with anticipation it's going to get cold I know like you said Wednesday Thursday but I think we might uh Mm. we might be a bit too far south as they say to be uh getting any (laughs) snow Anyway, uh, we're between Christmas and New Year, so this is the last podcast for 2020. And we wanted to use it to look back and also look forward, not simultaneously, because yes. that can be quite 
hard, but I think we'll start... Yeah, quick, quick in your neck. That's true. We'll start by looking back. And I think the first thing mm. we want to say is we've done a podcast for a whole year. Now, I keep referencing past in past podcasts that I'm amazed that we got past one episode or maybe two episodes. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have much faith in us. Let's say that. I was going to say, I'm not... I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm keeping very tight-lipped here because I... I uh... But I, 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 we had... We had started this as if you've heard a few um, of the ones where we've referenced before, just as a, just to see how it would go, just something of interest, a way mm. of expanding our voices out into the ether. And um, yeah, we've been doing it for a whole year. And what's amazing is we're on 80, this is our 83rd episode, if we include the wow. interviews. The, in- the in- oh, okay, the bonus episodes. Yeah, that's yeah. quite a few episodes especially since we thought we were only going to do this once a month when it started and obviously the pandemic uh, I'm sure we're going to reference that a few times but um, sort of changed the way we did the podcast and in some ways improved it greatly for us because by reducing the length it actually made it a little bit more you know easy to do it was easy to easy to record easy to digest Mm. easy to listen to yeah yeah and like you say you know wow wow, a whole year's worth of of podcasting and nattering away to each other and 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 just, you know, realising that people do like to listen to what we say to. So so thank you so much for that, because we do get some nice comments and it means the world to us, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, I think we want to really say does. a big thank you to everyone who's listened, especially anyone who's listened to all the episodes. I know there's a, I know we have a... <laughs> That's impressive, I, isn't it? I know we have a small group of people who have listened to us regularly and are always commenting to us on Twitter and yeah. through various other means. So thank you very much. And uh, we've enjoyed doing it it's it's uh it's filled up our time oh it's been great i love i didn't think i could talk about it so much to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it has, did i know it has illustrated that there's a lot to talk about in gardening that i think yeah. w- even we didn't appreciate some some of the topics we came up with we thought five minutes max and then we'd run out of ideas and most of the time we've had to reduce the the amount we've we're talking about because we couldn't we've filled up 20 minutes before we'd even gone on to the next subject because we're a couple of chatterboxes <laughs> when true. it comes to gardening because it's we're, so we live and breathe isn't we're it we're a bit so. verbose i think is the word <laughs> so what else has been lovely for you in 2020 i know it's been such a uh, you know I, I don't know what to say in words it, it's all been said before but it's just been a, a, a strange year but but let's look at the positive and and uh and think about what's been what we've learned from it and, and in, in, a, in a positive way. I think one of the things that I've learned or what has been very positive about this year is I've had more time for myself and my mm. gardening. I think being professional gardeners, and I'm sure you uh, appreciate this, is we spend a lot of time in other people's gardens or doing things for other people or talking to other people or, in your case, writing for other people. And I don't think we've appreciated how much time we maybe don't spend in our own gardens or on our own interests within gardening and this year has given us a lot more time especially the weekends which I can fill uh, by January February in a year I filled the rest of the year with various speaking uh, dates or going to shows or everything you know all those extra things and I've had so many more weekends so I've been out in my garden more my own garden I've been able to appreciate the plants I've collected over the years I've been reading all those books that you buy and you just tend to sit on tables and bedside cabinets and you know you might look at it once a year so lots more books I've been reading and I've also managed to participate in a lot more um, seeing a lot more or, or, or listening to a lot more speakers who have been putting themselves over the 
the internet and seeing a lot of big names that I would never get to see if I if I was going to see them in person because I don't get out of Devon much. Mm. Mm. What, what, what about yeah. you? I, I'm sure you can empathise with the being in your own garden a lot more. You know, I can. I can because that's primarily what I will look back on this year and think that I, I had the time to do because, um, it yeah, that, that aspect of it, I, I, I did really revel in. I, I, I love my garden. I've spent with my my husband the last four or five years since we've lived here developing the the garden more than the house to be honest the house still needs loads more work on <laughs> yeah. it but the, 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 the fruit and veg garden that we've created is pretty much finished now and i was gonna say the greenhouse the greenhouse is first year oh, it was you know what a year to have it because i was able to propagate loads of seedlings for all our friends and neighbors in the village and raise money for charity simultaneously that's something that you know, if I if I am capable of doing that next year, if I've got the time to do so, I'd love to do that again. But that was a really enjoyable experience for me. Propagate, I love propagating anyhow, and so to be able to do that and put the energy of that towards something constructive and charitable was really, really satisfying. And um, and I do think, although we were socially distancing with everybody who was visiting to pick up their seedlings, I think it was a nice way to keep in touch with people. The garden, our garden, garden has never been so productive. You know, it was it was just self sufficiency at its best, really. Yeah. So I I will take that back as a as a, a, a massively outstanding memory for me for twenty twenty. And I know we're talking about it later, but what we're thinking about for twenty twenty one, I I would definitely like to touch back on that at the end of this podcast. Yeah, it's 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 been an in, I know, and going beyond our experience, I think gardening's had a real leg up this year i think especially um i remember between march and june the interest in gardening had been never like it had been before i think oh yeah you know selfishly it was a great time for us to do our podcast because people really got into gardening podcasts youtube anything they could get online or absorb online to do with their gardens people were doing it and, and i know at the right at the start we were worried about gardening about the nurseries about the mm. trade that it would uh, sort of fall apart because everything had been closed but actually almost the opposite occurred within a few weeks we were hearing stories of nurseries that were running out of stock because they couldn't supply people you know gardeners run off you know especially self-employed gardeners were getting double the amount of business they would usually because people wanted their gardens done so in some ways i think yeah. it's been there's been a lot of positives out of what is generally quite a, a negative situation. And fingers crossed yeah. in 2021, that's going to um, just, you know, keep finding its legs and people will really get into their gardens in the spring. And hopefully that interest won't wane. Well, I, I hope this grow, this, the surge in Grow Your Own carries on mm. because I know how much joy it brings me. I've just referenced, like I say, how, how lovely it was to be virtually self-sufficient in fruit and veg for the whole of the the this sort of mid spring right through till autumn it was it was fantastic so if if other people are discovering that enjoying it reveling in it then that's that's a positive isn't it you know spin it on its head that is a definitely a positive from the year absolutely and i think um hopefully our listeners our regular listeners or even new listeners will keep with the podcast we're intending to keep going next year all the same we're going you're going to be yeah. hearing our voices every week <laughs> <laughs> finding things to say about weird subjects we've got a few interviews lined up for the start of the year um P peter seabrook being the first quite a quite a well-known name if you, if you read the sun or if you are an older viewer of gardener's world let's say he's was on it um 
think 70s, wasn't he? He started in the 70s, if I remember. Yeah, was that's right. Through to the that's 80s. That's right, so. yeah. Yeah, can't wait to speak to Peter again. He's a lovely man. Oh, he has some stories, I'm sure. To be honest, <laughs> it's not going to be so much us talking. I think Peter's going to be the main voice you'll hear <laughs> on that episode. Um, anyway, let's yes. uh, let's look forward. Let's look into 2021, as uh, as we were saying. And, and we'll talk about a few of our New Year's resolutions the kind of things that we're looking forward to and hopefully a few things that we maybe wanted to get done this year but had to take a bit of a siesta until next year. Do you, do you want to start? Do you want to tell us something you're looking forward to? Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, you know, I mentioned right at the start that, that spending time in my garden was was enforced this year. But actually what I want to do, because that was such a, a lovely time and we don't spend enough time in our gardens, mm. I absolutely want to make sure I devote a certain window of my week just to being me in the garden that's that's what i want to do i think that um my my life has has changed slightly in the in the autumn and i've got a less free time for myself and so it makes it even more uh important for me to actually have some me time have some of that just walking through the garden looking at stuff propagating uh, consuming all the beauty that your garden can can give you i i so so want to make sure that that remains something i have as i say at least at least two three times a week you know even if it's just even if it's just a 10 minute stroll in the morning before everyone in the house is up i'd like to do that and then maybe if i can squeeze in a couple of hours of actually just just me hands on in that garden um digging the soil getting my transplants in, you know, um, putting the cloches out, wiring up the greenhouse with my tomato crop, all that kind of lovely, lovely stuff that I so enjoy. That is definitely going to be in my diary for 2021. Just just correct me if I'm wrong, but because I, because we know you write for Amateur Gardening magazine and, you, and you're always espousing the best way of doing things, it all looks fabulous on page. But then because you're doing that and you've got East Donland and all the things, actually translating it back into your home garden can be a little bit more difficult. So every time you're doing the writing, you're thinking, I just wish I had the time to do this in my own garden sometimes. You know, I'm espousing all this great information and knowledge I have, but I have so little time to do it in my garden. Does that happen sometimes? Do you feel like that? Well, it did until 2020 came along. Right. And that's what I mean. You know, that that enforced time in our garden makes you think, God, this is what my garden could be like if I can do all the things that I want to do in it. And so I I absolutely am adamant that I, I want to do that again. I really do, because... The pleasure you get from knowing, knowing the right way to do something or the right way in your, I know, sorry, not the right way. I should just say that the way that you know works for you in your garden, because there's more than one right way to do everything in horticulture. Mm. But knowing that you can apply that knowledge you've got to your garden, get the results, see them unfurl in front of your eyes over the weeks and months that that follow. um, Oh, it's just, it's lovely. So, yeah. it's definitely if I if I don't do that saw and don't put enough time aside for myself please come along and kick me up the butt would you I will come along with my Devon <laughs> shovel and give you a bit of a give me a wallop yeah give you a wallop <laughs> um but you know it's exactly the same with me I really want to get into my own personal garden and actually start doing things I've been here for in my house bought it about four or five years ago and I haven't really done mm. anything structurally to the garden I, you know I've built up this great plant collection the plants are great. I've got the greenhouse, you know, everything like that is sorted. But I haven't actually physically changed or 
sort of built the garden to be like I want it to be. So decks, beds, take old shrubs out, you know, just start to make it look like a garden. I I have said this on podcast before, the garden's a collection of plants. It's not a garden. And I actually want to start putting the garden into it and starting to make it a place that's living and breathing and actually feels like a like a nice space rather than just a collection of that's exciting plants. so and, and this year like you said has given me that emphasis that i need to spend more time doing that rather than doing all these extra stuff i've got to sort of mm. contr- you know maybe shrink that down and, and and do a bit more for myself yeah the, the other the other thing i really want to do this year is more propagation and seed uh sowing because it's just something that I never really get round to. Every year I think I'm going to do more of it. And then the end of the year comes, I thought, I haven't done enough. So I've got this dew point cabinet, which I think I explained two or three episodes you ago. You did very nicely, yes. And um, I've got lots more seeds and really sort of rare seeds coming from all places. And I really want to start growing and having a bit more of that experience of growing things from scratch. Because um, I buy so many plants in, which other people have propagated. And I'm losing all that knowledge of how to germinate these seeds or how to strike cuttings or how to do grafting. I need to get back to doing a bit of grafting. I did grafting about 10 years ago. And I need to do, mm. just try it out again and just keep my skills fresh. So that's definitely something that I really want to do for 2021. Yeah, I think veg growers are so lucky in that so many veg crops are started from seed that you, you do get to tap into that propagator within because it's a lovely poppy actually like i say sowing stuff seeing it germinate pricking it all out uh, i spent most of march april and may doing that in mm. my greenhouse and it was fantastic so yeah i think that um if you can if you can like i say with your beautiful exotic collection that you have take cuttings mm. of, of from plants if any find their way to Essex, you know? <laughs> that that was only only because my one of my other uh, resolutions is to expand my exotic collection. I love I love it. I had a little border, and I think oh, I showed great. you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. In the garden, what it was like of exotics, cannas, in, um, insetis, musa, um, plectranthus, uh, all all co- just from coleus from seed, just to kind of like dot around all sorts of lovely, lovely things. And you were very, very kindly gave me some plants when you did. Uh, when we were able to visit um, back last year. And so I've got some uh, Caucasia, some uh, sugarcane, all sorts of other... Oh, so, is it Brugmans? Yeah, I gave you a Brugmans to try, yeah. Yes, yeah, all sorts of lovely stuff. So I, I very much would like to expand my collection of exotics. And I, I've got now a point in the garden where I want to grow them. I'm going to grow them all in big tubs. Uh, and down the bottom of our garden, we're going to expand an area to have a eventually a summer house. But the moment this year will be some decking. Uh, and I want to gather them all there and group them like you do. So you can actually arrange and rearrange your plants in pots. Then when it comes to overwintering them, it's just a case of lifting them up in the pot and carrying them into the greenhouse, which I think is, for me yeah. is nice and straightforward and manageable. Um, so, so I can see that working definitely. That's that's something I would love to get my teeth into in twenty twenty one. Get yourself a sack truck because trust me, the insetti especially gets incredibly heavy when it gets up oh. to its size. It actually starts expanding. I tell you, it does your back in if you have to carry it. So get yourself a, a sack truck. Um, look at just looking at uh, the professional side of our lives. Um, obviously, we have our bigger gardens, and they're always a continuous um, mix of jobs there. Some of them 
that come from us, some of them come from the owners. But I think there's always an area of the garden, there is at Stonehenge that I just don't get to. And one of the areas that I really want to do is what we call the old border, which is the oldest herbaceous border there. And calling it the old border is apt. It's full of old, overgrown, herbaceous, lots of weeds, shrubs that are sticking out all over the place. So this is one of the things I was meant to do this year, looking back, Mm. but it just didn't happen um, when I had to uh, lay off my gardeners for a few months. But this year, I'm determined to get the old border sorted. So I think it's always, if you've got a big garden, it's always good not to try and get too ambitious and try and think, I'm going to do this, that, this, 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 this. Look at a bit that you think, God, that just hasn't got done. Every year I say I'm going to do it. Right, this year, I'm just going to concentrate on that. And I think that's a really good way of looking at big gardens because you'll get one thing done a year and then after 10 years, you'll look back and think, I've got them all done, finally. (laughs) I think that's a good way to look at any garden. I think that, I mean, our our garden at home is not, it's not massive. It's not tiny, but it's not Bigger than most. (laughs) It is big enough. It definitely is. And I, if I tried to deal with that all in one hit, A, I'd be overwhelmed and daunted, but also B, I wouldn't enjoy it so much because I'd be trying to shoehorn lots and lots of ideas into one growing season. And I I love the idea of, like you say, completely pouring over and, and gazing into the navel of a border and just really working mm. it all out and and indulging yourself in, in looking at all the catalogues. Yeah, new fantasizing plants. Fantasizing about what yep. plants you want to get in there, pouring over the encyclopedias, thinking, would this work with that? I love that. That's that's part of it. You can get so personally attached then to your garden because you've poured your heart and soul into it. So I think, yeah, any, as I say, this is why us for next year is going to be the bottom of our garden, which is a sun trap. And we, we don't maximise it at the moment. So that's what we're planning to do. So um, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you Canna musifolia because that will cover the whole back end of the garden <laughs> within about five seasons. It's such a Wonderful. vigorous grub. It's a beautiful plant. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, yeah. And like you say, just... Um, Indulging a bit of creativity, a little bit of sort of looking, like yeah. you say, at new plants and just getting to know a few new things. You know, I think one of the things you can get a little bit in a rut with the garden sometimes and just focus on everything you've done every year the same. But it's always mm. nice to just take yourself out of your comfort zone or refresh some skills that you haven't had before. One thing I just want to comment on, and we're talking about all these practical jobs that we want to do. We've got a cedar border at the hall that needs massive renovations, which was going to be this year's project, which we're now knocking to 21. Look after your knees, look after your back. <laughs> yeah. <Do> you know, <laughs> yeah. one thing I have noticed massively since having the time off for Christmas and New Year, my ankles clicking and so stiff, oh, my dear. knees seizing up. I have to go down the stairs like an old lady of in the 80s. I'm only mid-40s and I'm like, goodness me, I know my hands are already ruined from horticulture. I don't mind that. That's authentic horticultural hands <laughs> at their best, but I don't want my knees and my ankles to give way any time just yet so I am trying my best to look after my joints and uh, take lots of knee pads and padding don't get too damp take my supplements to keep my 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 joints nice and supple <laughs> do some yoga stretches when my lockdown belly allows me which actually it does now I've managed to shift that extra weight just just for the record everybody so we're good to go but yeah I you know we we love our hobby and our profession. Yeah, we but want to keep doing if, it. If you put, you, mm. Yeah, I want to keep going for a few decades yet. Thank you very much. Anyway, we're coming to the end. And I think if anyone's sitting down now and thinking, well, it's about time I made some New Year's resolutions. It's not something for everyone, I know. But just have a think about next year and just include a few gardening tasks. And I think it, it will make you feel a lot better in 2021. 
That concludes today's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening and look forward to you joining us again for the next instalment. Any review you'd like to leave via your podcast provider would be gratefully received. Winter is a natural time in the gardening calendar for reflection, adjustment and musing over new plans for warmer seasons ahead. So Lucy and I hope to inspire and educate with our thoughts. We'll also bring you interviews with some of the very best personalities our industry has to offer. We aim to dispel the myth that gardens, and therefore gardeners, slumber in winter. We promise that in this profession nothing could be further from the truth. As two enthusiastic and passionate head gardeners, winter is a busy season in our calendar. So let us help you keep one step ahead in this most marvellous and rewarding of careers. Until the next episode of Talking Heads, goodbye! goodbye.